0: Welcome to the, the youth, youth Ministry in, in Motion, Motion podcast. podcast. The number one youth ministry podcast on the planet. The show that keeps you motivated and your youth ministry moving forward. Now, here's your host, author, speaker, and trainer, Paul Turner. What is up, youth workers? What is this? What is this thing that's now coming on? What is? Is there something new? Is there... Is there something, is there? Like, is there like a new intro? I, I'm sensing a new intro and, and it is a new intro and I'm going to get into the intro here in just a, a little bit, but the, um, uh, this intro is not hyperbole. It, it is actually, uh, absolutely 100% true. In fact, our podcast, the Youth Ministry in Motion podcast is ranked number one amongst the top 30 youth ministry podcast on the planet. It is fact people. It is, it is there. In fact, there's a link in the show notes that if you want to see the list, and by the way, there is a ton of, of great podcasts. Okay. Some of which I'm sure you listen to. Uh, and I am honored to be on the list, let alone be number one, let alone be number one, but I'm here And I, I am embracing it. Can you tell, uh, you know, I am, I am stoked. That is a fantastic Christmas present here at the end of 2019, Uh, a totally unexpected, uh, unexpected. In fact, my friend Chad Higgins, you know, who is, uh, one of the hosts of, uh, the youth ministry booster podcast. If you're not familiar with that, uh, check it out. Uh, there's a link uh, in the show notes as well. And, um, there's also, he called, you know, he texted me and said, hey, buddy, congratulations. I said, for what? He said, uh, he says, you're the number one youth ministry podcast. I went, really? I said, well, that's unexpected. And, uh, and Chad could have, you know, Chad could have just kept that on the down low. I would have never known it. I would have never known it. Maybe somebody would have found it. Maybe somebody would have told me about it. I don't know. But had, had Chad not told me about it, Um, I would have just, he could have kept it his own little secret and I would have never known. So I want to say big shout out to Chad and youth ministry booster podcast, which I'd been on their podcast. So I'm thrilled that uh, he was the one that, um, discovered it. And, um, and, and I started to think about this because the, the, the thing I got nervous about was this thing that I've struggled with, to be honest with you for a long time. Um, you know, and it's about, being afraid to be great. And I want to talk to you about that today because some of you might struggle with the same thing. I mean, um, you know, I grew up with the mentality, even in Christian circles, that one should be humble and the pursuit of greatness was simply prideful. And, uh, and this mindset really just caused me, you know, to almost be fearful to be successful because I thought success would change me. I thought it would make me arrogant. I I thought it would, um, you know, I'd be one that would take all the credit and somehow God would get blocked out. But we all go through that. We all step in God's sunshine. Sometimes we eclipse God in some ways through our, our, uh, whether it be bragging or whether it's through humble brags or whatever it may be, you know, we all sadly do that. But in my early days, I really thought that, that success was, was not a dirty word, but it was a, It was something that I didn't want to get, I didn't want to, I wanted to have it. I just didn't want to have a lot of it because I was afraid that if I had a lot of success or if I had, that it would change me, that it would, um, you know, take me in directions that I I, I didn't want to go um, and and that I would take all the credit from God. And, uh, you know, but I'm glad for one thing though, there was, there was a nagging uh, always against this in my heart and in my spirit. That, uh, that really fought against this, you know, because, because in me, I knew that I wanted to be, you know, a great youth worker. It's all I ever wanted to be. I mean, I spent 30 years trying to be the best youth pastor, youth worker, uh, staff member, you know, I could be. And early uh, in ministry, you know, uh, I thought that greatness in that regard meant having maybe large crowds um, you know, in busy youth ministries, uh, and only God, you know, and time could bring me to reality, right? It eventually hits us all, uh, where we go, well, listen, we are not the center of the universe and we are not the center of our own greatness, uh, as well, you know, but being great or pursuing greatness in the field of youth work or any work has more to do with patience than power and more to do with persistence than popularity, you know, longevity, sustainability, and faithfulness in youth ministry or any job or any work are better than big nights and bragging rights. I'm going to say that again. Longevity, sustainability, and faithfulness in youth ministry are better than big nights and bragging rights because longevity, sustainability, and faithfulness are what is God is really going to honor. I mean, God is not impressed by our big crowds. God is not impressed by... Um, you know, the numbers necessarily. God's not impressed by how many books we write or uh, if you're the number one podcast or, you know, God's not impressed by all this. This is about, this is about a long journey, um, about working hard. Um, This is about staying up late nights with kids. (laughs) This is about, uh, you know, going through uh, situations with students, walking with life with them. This is about every day uh, and every week getting up in front of a group of students saying hey listen I'm human you're human and we all need Jesus and doing that every week for however long you're at your church that's a win that's you know you if you if you can do this for a long time and build sustainability in your youth ministry and stay there and build faithfulness and and d- develop uh, a, a structure and relationships and all those things that is what God, is going to honor. And are big nights okay? Sure. You can have big nights and it's okay to, that's, you know, we, we love to report about what God is doing. And we know if we're honest, that the only reason we have these big nights or these big things, it wasn't because it was good marketing. It wasn't because, listen, God brought people to whatever event or added students to our ministry because God was faithful to us. Even let's be honest when we're not faithful to him. And listen, being great at anything is subjective, right? You set the bar for what is great. If being a great youth worker is having 12 students and a lot of love in the room, then so be it. If great is 100 students with tremendous outreach in the community, awesome. Good on you. But you can't say if you're the 100 student youth ministry pastor, you can't look at the 12 students and go, well, that's not a great ministry. It is a great ministry. It, if that if that young man or young lady who leads that ministry is once again in it for the right reasons, if their motives are right, if they're working hard, if they're uh, being faithful to the call, if they're showing up, if they're putting in the work, that's a great youth ministry. But what is not great is the fear of pursuing greatness. Listen, if you think uh, you you're you're created to do or be a lesser version of yourself, I would disagree. If you think God put you on the planet so that you can kind of mumble your way through and like, Hey God, I just want to do X. You know, I just want to do that. And you know, that's all I really want. Listen, we can have a mentality like that. That's fine. But I also sense that like me, there was always a sense of disappointment that I wasn't, um, either giving my best or somehow I had lowered the bar for myself and, and it did never felt right when I did it. It never felt right that I lowered the bar. And I think God builds that into us that whenever we're lowering the bar and we're not giving our best, there's something that fights back within us and fights back within you that says, listen, you could be great at this. If you would put in the work, if you would stop binging, uh, you know, the Mandalorian, like if you would stop you know, doing certain things. And once again, I'm not picking on the Mandalorian, but you know what I'm saying, that if we would invest our time wisely, if we would invest our money wisely, if we would invest in ourselves wisely, if we would do these things, we could be great at whatever it is that we would want to be great at. You know, pursuing greatness or being number one isn't wrong until that's all it is, a pursuit to glorify yourself. I love it when Uh, you know, after a win or after a a championship when a sports figure gets up there and says, I just want to give glory to God. I just want to thank the Lord Jesus Christ. And it doesn't matter whether it's movies or, uh, you know, award shows that if God is the first person people thank, people know how they got there. They know why they're there. You know, they know that God was in the mix of their greatness. God is the cause, the author of the greatness that is happening and combined with putting in the work, it didn't just happen by accident. They had to work at it. And so you as, as the, wherever you're at in your church, in your mission field, in your uh, ministry or whatever it is, whatever your, whatever your, your position is, you can be great at it if you choose to be. And there's, listen, you can be as great as you want to be. I'm telling you, you can be as great as you want to be. Uh, But you have to put the work in, you have to put the time in, you have to, you know, to build a youth ministry, to build a successful youth ministry, to keep those 12 kids coming. That takes work. That takes phone calls, emails, texts, social media, and all the things that are involved in that. And you can't just say, well, I'm just going to let God do it. Well, God didn't put you on the planet just so he could do it. He put you and me on the planet so we could work at it till the ground, work the ground. And so we could see a harvest So listen, pursuing greatness is not a sin. Pursuing greatness is not uh, wrong. Pursuing greatness is, is not a downer. It's awesome, especially when you start to reap the fruit of that. When you start to see the momentum, when you start to see and feel and sense differently about yourself, when you have put the work in and you see God doing some things in your life man, it changes things. And not once you get the taste of that, that's where you start have to start to manage it. Once you taste it and say, this is what God is doing. I have to humbly receive this and I have to humbly move forward and I have to humbly and humble myself, right? Listen, it says, right? in first Peter talks about, listen, if you humble yourself, right? In due season, you'll reap a harvest. In due season, we humble ourselves and God lays down and God exalts and all those things. Listen, God's in the mix. We just have to put in the work. Listen, the disciples themselves argued about who would be the greatest in heaven. And Jesus had to set the record straight. He says, but whoever would be great among you must be your servant. And whoever would be first among you must be your slave. And even as the son of man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus does not condemn the pursuit of greatness. He defines it. Whatever you are pursuing to be great at, you must do it with a servant's heart. You must do it to help others. Motives matter. I love this quote here by Zig Ziglar. He says, you were designed for accomplishment, engineered for success, and endowed with the seeds of greatness. Is that not a powerful quote? And once again, it's not Zig Zig Ziglar was a believer. So he's passed on now, but he was a believer and he believed that he believed that God designed us and made us. You know, when we read through the scriptures and we talk about being overcomers and we talk about, I can do all things through Christ and we're the head and not the tail and all those things, that's not, that's not hyperbole in Christ. We are all those things. We just have to manage the humility. We have to manage that side that says uh, that, you know, we're, we're not as great as we think we are, but also not as bad as we think we are, but we have to manage the humility to say, look. This is, I understand what God is doing. And I didn't get here by myself. It took and required a lot of people for greatness to happen, starting with maybe our parents, a school teacher, you know, our youth pastors. If, if you had a youth pastor, listen, I am the amalgamation. I had good parents, but I'm really the amalgamation of three great youth pastors who taught me at various levels of my, my ministry my growth as a Christian. And later on in ministry, You know, if you see a turtle on top of a pole, they say it didn't get there by itself. And um, listen, you can have a a great youth ministry, but it's better to have a great marriage. But you can also have both. Being great at something requires time. Anyone who ever became great at anything from sports to speaking had to go through Little League or Pee Wee League, or or they had to be a tree or a rock in a school play. We didn't all become great when we, when we just, you know, popped out of the womb. We we had to work at it. We had to go to practice. We had to do the things to, to, to be great. We have to understand that being a great youth worker starts with 12 kids and a vision. Okay. Five kids and it doesn't matter because in the parable of the shrewd manager, It says whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much and whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much jesus doesn't say much is bad but much or greater things must be based on faithfulness be faithful with little and god will add to it i started this podcast july 31st 2015 and some days it was just hard it's just hard to make an episode to be honest with you it just it's just there's time there's all these things that get in the way and you have to fight through that resistance and uh and part of that was knowing that s- someone was on the other side of this microphone you you were on the other side of this microphone and you would be listening and you would need some help and encouragement um and that's what drives me today that drives me today that there's somebody on the other end of this saying you know what paul i'm glad that you've spoken to me today. I'm glad that you offered me this tip. I'm glad that you talked to me about strategies in youth ministry. Uh, I needed that. And, you know, uh, you know, whether it's determined, whether this, this podcast, you know, is number one and and whether that's determined by someone's measurement or algorithm or, uh, you know, you know, we're the number one. I say, we, we are the number one youth ministry podcast on the planet and I'm not afraid of that. In fact, I embrace it. Clearly by the new podcast intro. <laughs> I embrace it. Which by the way, I even struggled with even thinking, "Oh, is is that over the top? Is is that too much? Is that too braggadocious?" And I uh, and I just said, "No." No, you see, you understand, I'm the kind of guy who literally and metaphorically speaking would choose a car based on reliability versus flash. My best car as a teenager was a Mazda GLC. You know, look that up. Google that up. And, and, the, and the only thing that was really great about it is because I put Pioneer speakers in it. I cared more about the speakers in the car than the car itself. I wanted it to sound good uh, instead of look good. And after a lifetime, to be honest with you, a lifetime of choosing the, uh, beige sedan, the trustworthy, you know, car, the, you know, the gas mileage, you know, efficiency, so to speak. It was time for me to walk past those in, in regards to this podcast and in regards to other endeavors that I have, you know, it's time to walk past all the safe cars and choose the Ferrari for once, choose the Ferrari. And I chose the Ferrari. That's it. That's that's the intro to this podcast. Because even if I were to drop out of the number one spot, number one is still a state of mind. Um, if I believe it, uh, hopefully you're going to believe that you can be you can be the best you can be. Um, so I don't get to be number one very often. So I'm going to ride this train as long as I can. I hope that you will indulge me. I hope that you'll hang around. I hope that you don't go. Paul has lost his mind. Paul has simply just left the building. He he is. Uh, you know, and I've not, I, I'm, I'm saying, look, hang around. Let's, let's continue to build this together. Listen, I know it's not because of an algorithm. I know it's not because of uh, somebody's list or whatever it is. What I do know is that it's because of you who listen faithfully or, or maybe this is your first time and welcome in, by the way, who have made this podcast what it is. See, I'm not on the list of voted the best podcast, most popular podcast, But see, I want to earn that number. I want to earn, I want to continue to earn the number one spot there by bringing you guys the best I can bring you, by encouraging your hearts, by letting you know that you're valuable, you're important. Uh, But I need, but but I also need you to work. I need you to put the time and the effort in to be the best that you can be, Um, you know, and it's all about equipping you to be the great youth workers that you want to be and build successful youth ministry so teenagers can find Christ and grow Uh, to be lifetime disciples of Jesus. You know, I wanted to be a great youth worker and by the testimony, gracefully and graciously by the testimony of those I've served over the past 30 years, I was, I was a, I was a great youth worker because I worked hard at it Uh, and listen, I, I was great, not perfect, but I think I was a great youth worker once again, based on the testimony of others. But now I wanna be the best equipper of youth workers I can be. So that means being faithful to jump on this mic twice a month and bring you some knowledge or challenge that you're thinking about youth work or to get on here and encourage you because I feel in my heart and spirit that maybe somebody's told not told you lately that you're doing a good job and you're probably doing a good job. So I wanna tell you, good job. You're doing well. Nobody recognizes that, but I do. So listen, don't be afraid of greatness. Don't be afraid of being number one in your field or your profession. Don't be afraid of having a large youth ministry. If that is you know, what the Lord has planned for you. Don't be afraid to start a podcast or a YouTube channel or write books or you know, whatever it is you know, what about whatever you know, whatever you love to do. Don't be afraid to, to jump into it. You know, God is not against your pursuit of greatness. He just wants to take the trip with you. He just wants to be on the trip. He just wants to get the glory. He's not opposed to you being great at what you do. He just wants to be in the mix. He wants to be partners with you and I on our journeys. And so I want to encourage you as we begin to close this out. And this is going to be my last episode of 2019. So I want to wish you all a very, very Merry Christmas. I want to thank you so much for your listening this year. I want to thank you so much for those of you that have reviewed. And by the way, if you have not reviewed the podcast yet, please go over to iTunes. If we want to, I would love to keep the number one slot. If I I don't, then that's fine. But I would love for other people to find it. If you found value in it today, go over there and just hit some stars and, and leave some comments on maybe what you got out of uh, uh, you know this episode or, or your favorite episode or, you know, or why you listen on a regular basis and help other people find the podcast. I want to encourage you also in the show notes, i have a link over to the Facebook group, uh, the uh, Youth Ministry in Motion podcast Facebook group. Come over there and make some comments. Leave a congrats if you want you know, on the number one slot, if you'd like, join the community, be a part of it, put your voice in there, right? Uh, Also, last but not least, if you're looking for some great youth ministry resources, I recommend uh, a couple of things. If you want to have a great 2020, don't forget my youth ministry playbook 2020 filled, packed with uh, calendars, forms, um, uh, worksheets, uh, creative space, Uh, All kinds of things that are going to help you plan your youth ministry for 2020. Uh, Also, my youth meeting playbook, and that is 52. Listen to me. I know you won't do 52 meetings in a year because you have other things, but 52 uh, youth meeting planning sheets to make great youth meetings, to build upon one another, to build momentum so that you can build a successful youth ministry that makes disciples and links to both of those are in the show notes. I hope you go by and grab some. And that's it for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening today. Thank you for listening through 2019. I wish you all once again, a very Merry Christmas, a very happy new year and uh, go out there and be great at something. You've been listening to the Youth Ministry in Motion podcast with Paul Turner. Visit thediscipleproject.net to sign up for the Youth Ministry Roundup newsletter and get powerful and practical youth ministry tools in your inbox every month.